Today on a very special episode of Just Another Fanboy, I give you something that a handful of people have already gotten. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today, instead of taking the time to sit down and record an actual episode... I'm going to give you something I recorded last week. In fact, it's a episode of my other podcast. What is my other podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stephen. That was terrible. I apologize for that. I hate it when people do that, and I did it, and I'm ashamed, and I'm feeling deep, deep regret way down in the deepness of the deepest part of my soul. But it's not going to stop me from continuing on, because yes... This is an episode of My Other Podcast, which is a podcast that is normally exclusive only to my patrons over at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can get episodes like this each and every week and revel in the knowledge that it's only you and a few other people that have access. You can feel like a VIP. That is a very important person. And that's what you are if you're giving me a dollar a month. See, here's the thing, folks. I do a number of podcasts. This one, Stephen or else when I have the chance, event or else when I have the chance, the streaming fool, and then my other podcast over on the Patreon. And I would love to be able to devote more time and energy and just Make them the best that they can be. But you know what I need in order to do that? That's right. I need the cheddar. And I'm not talking about cheese, folks. I'm talking about money. I need money. Just like Mars needs women, I need money. And the only way I'm going to get that money, other than going out there and working a second job, which is something I've done before, and I would not wish that upon my worst enemy. No, the only way I'm going to get that money, folks, is by coercing, by tricking, (laughs) maybe not trick, maybe trick's not the right word, by encouraging people to join my Patreon. And I'm not, I'm not asking for a lot, folks, a dollar a month, that's it. I just need about 10,000 of you to come over and uh, pledge a dollar a month, every month, just 10,000. Actually, my goal, honestly, at this point, I'm trying to do it in stepping stones, folks. I'm looking for five hundred dollars a month and as of just this afternoon we're only 472 dollars away from reaching that goal so i need you ladies and gentlemen you there on the exercise bike you running around the track and you sitting behind the wheel of your car driving to work to make that scratch to provide for you and possibly a family well you know that's all i'm trying to do too folks a dollar a month That's $12 a year. That's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. And I'm talking a big bucket. I'm not talking about like one of those buckets you get that they put chicken in at the KFC. I'm talking about like a big, big bucket, the kind that would fit over your head. Well, I guess those KFC buckets could fit over your head, I suppose. Depends on the size of your head. Anyway, I'm going to stop beating around the bush. This is an episode of my other podcast which was released last week. It's episode number 212, which means there's 211 other ones waiting for you 
as soon as you sign up. It's like I'm going through pledge week here, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash Stephen Arlor. Here's the episode, which starts off with a little information about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Enjoy. I read this really interesting book the other day, and it was all about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it was just chock full of this super cool information all about this big old dinosaur. But I think the one thing that I discovered that I learned from this book that I'd never known before that I thought was pretty darn cool was about the fact that the Tyrannosaurus Rex cannot clap its hands or could not clap its hands together. And a lot of people, it's funny because they did this whole chapter about it. And a lot of folks, a lot of scientists, archaeologists, and, and, and you know, just white coat wearing type people, they have always postulated that the reason why the Tyrannosaurus Rex cannot clap its hands is because its arms were too short. Turns out, it just can't do it because it's dead. Welcome to another episode of my other podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steven. Oh, what a week I've been having. Oh, feel sorry for me. <laughs> so yeah, normally I record these episodes on Thursday night, get them all wrapped up and edited and scheduled for you to wake up Friday morning and just be, hey, 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 there's a new episode of my other podcast today, but couldn't do it yesterday. Just couldn't do it. Just wasn't something I was going to do. It wasn't within my wheelhouse. What the flip is a wheelhouse, by the way? I could look that up right now, but I don't want to. That's your homework. Ladies and gentlemen, the first person who can reply to this Patreon post and tell me what a freaking wheelhouse is, you will get, oh, good Lord, I got to come up with the prize. Hold on. I've come up with the prize. It's really stupid, so don't get excited. Your prize is on the next episode of The Streaming Fool that I record following the answer to what a wheelhouse is. I'll just let folks know in that episode that you told me what a wheelhouse was. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) You know, it'll be like a way for me to go, look at all the fun we have over on the Patreon I can't decide, or uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. I can't be bothered decide. Where where was I going with that? I was curious in regard to what a wheelhouse was, and I just couldn't be bothered to look it up myself. And so I asked my patrons to do it for me. I mean, that's that's the fun we have here. Anyway, that's not the point. I don't know what the point was. I don't know how I got to that at all. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Thursday couldn't record, so I'm doing this during my lunch hour on Friday. I could be eating lunch, but instead, I'm going to talk to you about a comic I read from DC. It's from, let's see, let me let me pull up my information. 
This is from DC cover dated June 1984, and it's a title called Blue Devil, and it's issue number one. I, uh, you know, I've been always kind of moderately interested in this whole Blue Devil series from the early 80s, uh, more mid, early to mid 80s. But I've just never, even though I've got this DC Infinite Universe app thing, I've, I've never, you know, it's just one of those things that isn't pressing upon the back of my skull. So I haven't really just rushed out there to read it. But I just happened to be perusing the old Twitter the other day. And one of the accounts I follow is the account of a very good podcast out there called Girls Talk Comics. And it's uh, girls who are talking about comics. And it's it's pretty good. They've they've introduced me to a couple of comics that I may not have read before. But anyway, one of the one of the ladies over there just posted out of the blue that she was going to start reading Blue Devil, and I said, you know what? I'm going to start reading Blue Devil because I needed something to talk about on the next issue. Issue. Good lord, where's my head going? The next episode of the My Other Podcast podcast in which I talk about stuff. So I I read it, and it was kind of fun. It wasn't exceptional. It wasn't life-changing, but it was kind of fun. And there's a couple interesting little tidbits about the character or the creation of the character that I want to talk about. But first, let's talk about the issue itself. So basically what you got here is you got this guy named Dan Cassidy. He's a stuntman and a special effects specialist, which sounds kind of stupid. Special effects specialist. He works in Hollywood and he is working on a movie called Blue Devil or the Blue Devil. I guess we should say the Blue Devil. He is he's the stuntman and he's wearing the suit, the Blue Devil suit. So he's playing the part of the bad guy in this motion picture, the Blue Devil. He's created this full body suit with a like a built in exoskeleton, which allow for some reason he built it. So, well, I guess it's so he could do all the the practical effects himself without any wire work or anything. So he can, he can lift giant boulders. It's the, the suit makes him super strong and he's got a trident that has a, a a rocket engine in its handle. So he can fly around holding on to the freaking trident. At some point in the issue, he blasts uh, 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 like a blinding light and then he shoots these little explosive balls out of the, some kind of thing on the back of his hand. But he's making this movie, and as the issue opens up, it's all about, you know, it's the blue devil, and it's coming to get you, and then you find out, oh, no, this is just part of the movie that they're making. And then they, you know, that, that's a cut. That's a, let's move on to the next scene. And he takes his mask off, and he goes back to his his trailer to chill. And somebody is is asking, I, I can't remember her name now, the the two big stars, The um, it's like Wayne is the dude, and I don't remember, I don't remember her name. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Sharon Scott, she's the uh, the lead actress on the movie. And then Wayne Tarrant is the main actor on the movie. So they're like, you know, they're they're a good looking couple. And they sneaked off or snuck off or snaked off or they, they vamoosed at one point. They're filming on location somewhere and, and, and you know, amongst these actual ruins of some ancient temple and he wanted to go check it out and she goes with him and when uh dan finds out that they're off together he gets all like oh well i guess she'll never know how much i loved her 
And he's just, he just immediately turns into a sad sack. He's like joking around with this kid on the set whose name is Gopher. Gopher Bloomberg, who apparently is related to the woman who's making the movie. I guess it's her kid or her nephew, I think, actually. I don't I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. But just one moment, he's like, hey, kid, look at me. I'm the blue devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then they're like, hey, where's Sharon? And he goes, oh, she's never going to love me. And he goes back to his, his freaking trailer. And he's all like, I'm so sad. She's never going to love me. And so Sharon and Wayne go to this temple. And they're right away, as soon as they find this ruined temple, Wayne's like, whoa, it looks kind of scary. Maybe we shouldn't go in. And she's like, nah, we're here. We're going in. He's like, okay, I guess we will. Because he's a coward. We find out he's kind of a coward. And so they go in and they're looking around and she goes, I wonder if there's anything of value here. And he's, he says, no, come on. This, this, is a, this is a found ruin. Archaeologists have been all over this place. Anything of value they would have taken. Well, she finds a mask. She finds a mask and he finds a door. And lo and behold, this demon-like mask fits into this little indentation next to the door. And she's like, hmm, I wonder if it opens up the door. And she pushes it in, and it's not a door by any normal sense. It's a gateway to hell, basically, because this demon named Neberos, N-E-B-I-R-O-S, Neberos, he comes out of the freaking doorway, this portal to the gates of hell, and he just starts going, Neberos is free, and I'm going to just kill and eat everybody. But first, I want to thank the lady. I wanna, I'd want to. i like to thank the woman who freed me from my prison. And he, he wants to thank her by eating her, because that's what demons do. And so they run away. They're like, oh, no, it's a freaking demon. And they run away, and the demon chases them, and they run all the way back to the film set. They're in the middle of filming a scene which obviously they're not required to be in some, I don't know, some freaking background scene or some stupid thing. And, and uh, they come running on the set. No, no, it's coming to kill us. It's a demon. And the demon just bursts in. And it's this big, it's like a big freaking thing. It's like a dinosaur sized demon. And uh, right away, the director's like, don't stop filming. Let's, we got to get this all on film. Cause that's really what Hollywood's all about is, not really caring about the safety of anybody around them as long as they can get it on film because it'll make a good, it'll, you know, it'll make a good movie. Well, Gopher, he's like, oh, something's got to be done. I better go get Dan. Was it Gopher or was it? No, Sharon goes to get Dan. And she's like, Dan will help us because he's a stunt man. She runs to his trailer, knock, 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 and open. he opens the door and he's like, oh, Sharon. And she goes, Dan, oh my goodness, it's a big demon and it's trying to eat every single one of us. She got to stop us. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a stunt man. And they're like, well, come on, you created this freaking suit that shoots explosives and you can fly and and you can pick up bowl. You're super strong. Dan, quit being an idiot. And he's like, oh, well, I guess you're right. I guess I'm going to have to take out this demon. So then he and the demon starts fighting. Well, the demon, Neberos. He thinks that Dan is an actual demon and at one point hits him with some kind of mystic spell meant to drain all of Dan the demon's powers. Well, Dan the demon doesn't have any mystic powers, but what happens is it basically makes turns Dan into this blue demon. This it's he's still he's still wearing the suit, but the suit has become 
part of him. And it, he's, it's, the suit is so realistic that nobody knows he's wearing a suit. He just looks like a big blue demon. And so he keeps fighting. He doesn't realize this yet. He's, he keeps fighting the, the, the fricking Nebrio, Neberos. And, and uh, at one point, Wayne, the, the coward is like, you know what? I know I'm a coward, but I don't have to live with the fact that I'm a coward. So I'm going to do something and I'm going to help Dan out. And he gets a big thing, a, a big coil of steel cable and gathers a bunch of people. And he's like, I did a movie once where I was a, a, a lasso artist. So I'm going to lasso this demon. And when I do, I want everybody to pull. And and so he lassos the demon and they start pulling on the rope. Uh, so it can't get uh, Dan, I guess. And anyway, this allows Dan to just kind of go, oh, man, I was getting my butt kicked. But now that they've done that, I can go, whoo, wipe, wipe the sweat from my, from my brow, and then I can get back into the fight. Well, in the meantime, uh, <laughs> the demon has, she, he's grabbed freaking ne- Neberos. I got to remember that stupid name. He grabs Neberos. At, no, geez. See, I'm so excited about this comic because it's so freaking fun. Neberos grabs Sharon and he takes it back. He's, he's, he's taking her back to his lair. And Sharon and, Way, and Wayne had pointed out that, you know, the, the door that we opened, maybe we can uh, just push him back in there and we can trap him again. We just pull that little mask out of the wall and boom, the door closes. And So that's what they do. And they manage to trap him. And everybody's like, yay. And they're high-fiving and they're, they're doing a little dance like them Ewoks at the end of Return of the Jedi. And then Dan's like, I'm going to go have a rest. And he goes, whoo. And he wipes, literally wipes the sweat from his brow. And Sharon's like, wow. As he walks away, she's talking to Gopher. And she goes, wow, that suit is so realistic. It was even sweating. And Gopher's like, well, that suit's not supposed to sweat. That's weird. And so Dan goes back to his his freaking trailer. And he sits down. He's looking at himself in the mirror. And he goes, I do look pretty scary as a demon. Then he goes to pull the mask off and it won't come off. He's yanking on it and he goes, it's stuck. Oh, that hurts. It's like yanking on my own. Oh no. Oh no. That mystical blast did something to me. And then he's standing there screaming into the sky. I can't get this devil suit off. And that's how the issue ends. It was, like I said, a lot of fun. And I looked up information about Blue Demon because I know I've run into him Within the last 10 years, I think he was in like Justice League Dark or something like that. But I found this story on Wikipedia about how Blue Devil was created. And uh, because, all right, so let me just give you the credits here. So he was created by Dan Mishkin, Gary Cohn, and Paris Collins. Paris Collins is the artist. And then I think Dan and Gary were the writers. Uh, maybe one was an editor. Anyway, Gary Cohn's telling this story that. He was hanging around, basically he was hanging around the DC office and um, somebody there says to him, hey, uh, you know, like his boss or something says, hey, Steve Ditko has been hanging around the office. He really wants something to do. Do you think you and Dan can come up with something, you know, a book for him to do? And so apparently this guy, Gary and Dan, they go uh, hang out that night and they create this character of the Blue Demon. And they what they did, according to Gary, is they took basically a lot of the stuff from Marvel characters that they love. They liked Iron Man, so they got the idea of let's make this into a suit. But they also like the thing. So 
they they wanted this to be not just a suit that 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 he can pull off and on, but it's a it's a suit that is you know technologically advanced like the Iron Man armor. But now there's this whole tragedy of of Dan being stuck in the suit and he didn't want to be, and now he looks hor- he looks you know looks like a monster and all this stuff. And then they also wanted to make it kind of lighthearted like Spider Man. But as far as what they wanted this character to be, apparently they wanted something like the Green Goblin. And so they chose Blue Devil because Dan Mishkin's wife is from North Carolina and he's a big Blue Devils fan. And so they created Blue Devil. They put this whole proposal together. They went back to DC. They're like, yeah, Ditko's going to love this. And they go back to uh, freaking DC and they meet with Steve Ditko and they're like, here you go. This is what we created for you to do. And he's like, I guess Steve Ditko, according to the quote, uh, I'll do it if I have to, but this is really not my kind of stuff at all. <laughs> so they didn't, they, 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 he didn't do it. And so they got uh, Paris Collins in and they said, Hey, check this out. And he's like, that's pretty sweet. And th- I, I guess Paris Collins was only on the, on, on the book for like six issues. But what I find that's really kind of interesting about that is that Paris Collins then goes on uh, a couple of years later and he starts doing the Blue Beetle, which was a cr- character that Steve Ditko created. So it's like it, it comes round. It all comes round. I think that's pretty, that's pretty neat. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, that's, <laughs> I just really just, I went from like, you know, 50 feet in the air. And I just dropped down to about three centimeters off the ground. I was like, I'm really excited. And then I'm just like, and eh, that's, that's the story. That's how it goes. That is the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride you get every single week on my other podcast. I, uh, yeah, like I said, this was a last minute thing. I was not planning. I had no idea what I was going to talk about today. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Good Lord. Next week. Uh, I still don't know what I'm going to talk about. But uh, I don't. Wow. I'm just I'm just rambling on and on. This is what happens when I try to record during my lunch hour, because all I can think about is food. All I can think about is the leftovers from dinner that I made last night. Let me tell you about it before we wrap up here, folks. Let me tell you what I made for dinner last night. So there's this dish that my mom makes or she used to make the day after practically every Thanksgiving. She called it Thanksgiving casserole. And it depended on what type of leftovers she had at the end of the day after Thanksgiving. She would basically you had to have turkey, stuffing, gravy, and mashed potatoes. And she would break up the turkey into little pieces, mix it up with some so with the gravy and the stuffing, and then top it with mashed potatoes in a casserole dish, heat it up in the oven, and boom, Thanksgiving casserole. Well, we make that every once in a while at home, but we don't like to just go out and buy a big turkey just to do this Thanksgiving casserole. So we get like a uh, skinless, boneless chicken breasts, throw them in the crock pot for a few hours and cook them all up and then tear them into pieces like a bunch of Wolverines and then use chicken gravy, brown chicken gravy, and then chicken uh, stuffing. And when I'm talking stuffing, you know, I grew up, I, I grew up with stovetop. That's the kind of stuffing I'm talking about here, folks. I'm not talking about the stuff that you actually put in the turkey when it's being cooked, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just the, the stovetop, you know, the, the stuff out of the box. And, uh, so yeah, I made that last night. There's a little bit left and I'm going to, I'm going to dig into it. It's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, it's very easy to make. I mean, it's, it takes some time. You got to mash potatoes. That's a pain in the butt. 
You got to tear up a bunch of chicken. That's a pain in the butt. But once you get it all put together, it's it's a it's a pretty fun little fun little meal. Have some uh, crusty buttery bread with it, and some some kind of vegetable. Mm-hmm. It's like Thanksgiving, but with chicken, and so not at all like Thanksgiving. Anyway, folks, that's my episode. Thank you for being patient because I didn't have this available this morning. You're getting it tonight. And uh, yeah, Blue Devil, if you got the DC Universe app, check it out. And again, first person to tell me what a wheelhouse is, you're going to get mentioned on a future episode of The Streaming Fool, probably episode four, because I may record episode three later today. Well, tonight after work, I don't know. Or this weekend, probably. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Bye. That's it. This freaking episode's over. I'm not, I don't know why I'm still talking. Episode's over. I, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to leave. I want to keep this going all night long. But I can't because I got a Thanksgiving casserole made with chicken waiting for me. And I want to eat it. And I feel bad that you can't. But you could make it. I already told you how. All right. All right. All right. I will wrap it up. I'm done. Talk to you next week. I'm out. There you go, folks. That was the episode. And (laughs) wasn't it funny? Didn't you have a good time? I know I did. The question you have to ask yourself is, how good of a time did I have? Did I have a time that was so good that it was worth 25 cents out of my pocket? Because if it was, then you take that 25 cents and you add 75 more cents to it because a dollar a month will get you four episodes, at least every single month of my other podcast. The only podcast out there that, well, there's really nothing special about it. It's just that, yeah, there's really nothing special about it. It's it's all right. It's it's okay. It, I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's a little bit of all right. I think that's the best way I can describe it. My other podcast, it's a little bit of all right. And it's available right now for you for only a dollar a month. Sure, you can pay $2 a month. You could pay $5 a month. You could even pay $1,000 a month if you are so inclined. If I could find somebody and nine of their buddies who were willing to pay $1,000 a month, who, dog, I could get a pretty good microphone. That's all I'm saying. A pretty decent microphone and maybe some headphones to go with them. And wouldn't that be something to write the parents about? Am I right? But seriously, folks, I have nothing else to say. Not at all, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. I can't just sit here all day and try to sell you on probably the most life-changing event that will ever surface in front of your face. That's my other podcast, folks, and my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and join for just a dollar a month what I like to call the Just Another Fan Club. Children love it. Adults love it. Cats love it. Iguanas. Those llamas that aren't llamas. I'm not really quite sure what they're called. They kind of look like llamas, but they're not llamas. You know, I don't I don't remember. I don't have a book of animals in front of me. You know what I'm talking about. They all love the show, and you could love it too. You know what to do. That is, if you want to be true to the you that's inside of you. And with that, folks, I truly am done with this episode today. Join me next week 
and stuff will happen on the show. I guarantee you that. Until then, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other, please. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.